Hey guys, and welcome back to the Social Saint podcast. I'm so excited to be back. I feel like for some reason I haven't recorded in so long, I don't know why. Um, but today's um, podcast is actually really interesting. So I think I mentioned it um, in my last podcast or the podcast before, um, and that was that was how I kind of got the inspiration for this podcast, is there was a recent campaign by the government um, on like um, a lot of creatives kind of going into more tech-based jobs and it was a whole like rethink reskill reboot kind of um campaign and um it really it really like got to me because basically there's this whole conversation as, as to what where do we see creatives in the future and are their roles like dancers performers theater actors still going to be relevant next year um and so that really made me think about like creativity as a whole and my like love for creatives and like my love for the creative spaces and the arts and that really made me want to sit down and speak to some people who I think are like really 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 just skilled talented amazing creatives that I personally know so today I am joined by the co-founders of Dulux a do-rag and head head dressing head wearing (laughs) company (laughs) (laughs) um um, josh and rochelle so do you guys want to quickly introduce yourselves josh um co-founder of dulux Mm -hmm. also a designer too uh rochelle rfm dj music yeah the two count you guys are amazing if you guys haven't seen dulux on instagram we're gonna shout it out you guys will hear more about it in a minute but yeah amazing and i'm also joined by the multidisciplinary artist award-winning artist don't forget it don't forget it um leroy da silva also known as royos yes yes i'm leroy da silva royos multidisciplinary artist like she said i do uh music make films the list goes on i won't, <laughs> I won't hold you up <laughs> so yeah so today we're going to get into some interesting stuff but we're going to mainly just focus on like creativity um so if you're a creative listening to this this is for you this is to encourage and inspire you so i hope you guys enjoy today's episode <laughs> how are you guys what have you guys been up to how are you finding this second lockdown Blessed. <laughs> yeah. yeah man bless really like it's blessing in disguise to, to have all the time to rest yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's hear. nothing to do that's the only thing though there's nothing to do yeah like, but is there really development. nothing to do True. Mm. i mean there's stuff to do there's a lot to do in it like i'm finding more time to do things i need to do yeah mm. but i also do that like I'm bored sometimes. I want to go mm. out. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely nowhere to go. Yeah. So. How are you, Ree? Yeah. I'm good, you know. Like, I'm calm. Like, I think going into this lockdown, I was a lot less apprehensive than the first one because the first one I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. And it made me anxious. Like, I was, had bad anxiety the first, like, two weeks of the lockdown. Whereas this one, I obviously, I always thought we were going back into one. Like, I never thought this was it. Yeah, I don't know if it was... Over. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think this was over. So for me, it was just a matter of time. Yeah, I was just true. trying to enjoy it. I went on two holidays. <laughs> I did a staycation. I was trying it's to enjoy true. it before they locked it down again. I knew this was going to happen. But um, ultimately, we just have to just see what happens. We have to see what happens. Yeah. So before we get into anything too tough... There's one thing we have to discuss. This week was a big week for one said person on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. We have to talk about it. Before we get into anything else, before we go down into to, to depth, let's, let's talk about what this week, what happened this week for you, Leroy. Okay, man. Uh, so Friday. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, 
uh, Too Big to Fail came out, you Jeez. know, um, a joint project from me, MX and A-Tread, um, got features on there with Jiggy from the South, uh, DZD, Purple, it was just like a big collaborative project that I essentially executively produced, you Jeez. know, yeah. <laughs> big moment, big yeah, moment, man. but yeah, super exciting. So Too Big To Fail is out now. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later and yeah. how that came about. But um, yeah, I just wanted to straight away just from the jump, just say like, well done, congratulations. Mm. It's, it's so, so <laughs> sick. It's so sick. Appreciate and um, yeah, you can just tell like your creative creativity is just like really just elevated, especially yeah. over the last year. Mm. But I wanted to like, before, before I kind of go into things, I wanted to ask you like, and we'll go around to you two in a minute, but Leroy, like, how did you get into music? Like, what made you start doing music? And like, um, how did you, because we, I would say we're all creatives yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. That's we're all creatives. Um, and that looks different for all of us, yeah. if that makes sense. So I want to ask, did you guys grow up like, because you know, when you were younger, it was always like, either you're academic or you're creative. Do you ever have that, like, when we were yeah, younger? Yeah, yeah. Like, when did you guys know that you were, like, a creative, like... I don't I don't even think it's, like... I think the idea that you're either an academic or creative was created, it's, like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was made to, like, marginalise... Not me, Maybe not marginalise, but the people who are supposed to be academics mm-hmm. are boxed into thinking in a certain way where they have to get a job and mm-hmm. do all these things, whereas... Like you said, we're all creatives and it doesn't have to be... It could be academically creative even, like... Mm, yeah, that's You true. can do a lot of things mm. outside of making art to, mm. you know, hit the boxes, tick the boxes. So for me, personally, um, I think I found it earlier than other people that I was creative. At least other people like Chan, Steven and them, man. Because there was so much pressure on me to be like them guys because they were super academic, innit? Yeah. So being told that I have to do that and failing multiple, multiple times, I had to find something that I was good at mm. and just make myself proud. Because when you make yourself proud first and then other yeah, people yeah. become proud of you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, what about you two? Um, I think, yeah, I started on that definite path of... Um, actually, no, when I was younger, I was really creative. Mm. So, like, growing up, primary school, that was when I was proper creative, music, writing... I got into secondary school and it was like straight maths and science. Yeah. And my path just changed. Mm-hmm. And it was that it was kind of that outside pressure mm-hmm. of that's the that's the only way to kind of make it mm-hmm. uh make a viable route in this life. Yeah. And then I got to uni and I really I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why am I still trying to chase this something? And mm-hmm. it was so it was the fact that I was so down this academic path, I didn't know what my creative path looked like. Yeah. So once I started exploring that kind of intertwined the two I guess and now we're here me I think I found it around the same time so primary school that I used to draw a lot when I was younger a lot do you know what I'm saying so I'd like kind of pick that over going outside and playing football and stuff really yeah all the time I'd be indoors I was that kid Mm. I mean and then secondary school came and I tried to like again like access my kind of academic side Mm. but I didn't really feel like it came out as well Mm. even though I got like all right grades and stuff and I thought I'd like pursue a more creative pathway as I went to sixth form and then mm-hmm. uni, etc., which kind of brought me to where I am today. So I just focused more about that. And I mm-hmm. feel like when you kind of focus on what you're interested in most, you get a best result. I wanted to ask result. you a question actually. Because mm-hmm. for me, yeah, it was like, 
I was always doing the creative thing, but I never knew you can do it yeah, as yeah, something yeah. in it. So for you, yeah. when did you realize, rah, like this drawing stuff, you can, there's bits you could go into with it. It has to be sixth form, you know? Sixth form, yeah, same. Because, same. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think before it was just a thing of like, I was very interested in like cars and drawing, etc. Yeah. But then they always told me that there was no courses around that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need to do engineering. I'm going to need to do this. And yeah. I found out that actually was a course mm. in actually like designing vehicles and other forms of transport. That must have been like yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Proper. Yeah. So like I found that and I found there was one uni that did it. And then, yeah, I think that's when it kind of like kind of awoken me to yeah. the kind of opportunity of doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, the world decided. Mm. Yeah. First year of sixth form, I got three U's and one B. The B was in media. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It's deep. It's deep. I got three U's and one B and the B was in media. And I was like, oh, like, I, first of all, I actually enjoyed media. Yeah. And then I was good at it too. Mm. So I was like, yeah, this has to be it. Because yeah. the other three was like maths, economics, mm. computer science. Okay. And it just wasn't me. Like, <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah. I think, I agree. Like, I think, for me, it was a little bit different. Like, I was kind of given the label that I was the creative one. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And Must be nice. No, like, <laughs> no, like in the sense of like, so my biggest thing is that like, when I was young, I used to write all the time. Yeah. Stories, stories, stories. Mm. Like, from when I was like, I don't even know how young. Cause yeah. My grandma actually gave me, a, she saved it all this time and I can't remember how old I, I must have been in uni when she gave it to me or maybe in like sixth form mm. and it was a story that I had made um, about like I'd written and painted and she was like I think this is the first story you ever wrote so when I get a book that's story I'm gonna put that in the front yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but like and then obviously I just kept writing kept writing I used to write stories and show them to my dad I used to write stories all the time so I think for me writing was just like innate and like you said like it was like school I would just do really well in English and then everything else was just flatline. <laughs> like, mm. just wasn't great at. And obviously with my brother and sister, they were super, like, Chan was great at maths. And yeah. Alex was amazing at, like, science, maths and reading too. And she was just an all-round star. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think for me, I used to love music and dance. So my mum was like, okay, and drama. So yeah. it was, like, quite obvious that she's going to be, like, a performer, more creative kind of thing. Um, but then, like, I went into those things, but I would never be the best Mm. and that is where i then sat i'm not this academic person i kind of want to be the creative but i'm not the best at being the creative wow sis so <laughs> i spent i would say until i created this podcast maybe trying or maybe my out. blog trying to figure out what mm. it was yeah. because in my heart like i knew what i wanted to do but i didn't have the courage to do yeah. it out of the fear Bro, this is mad deep. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Live on the yeah. podcast, we're working it out. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> therapy mm. session. Mm. Dr. Phil kind of Do you feel like your idea of being the best has changed? Because I think at first, with the academic and creative thing, how they do it, yeah, it makes you think that being the best is comparing yourself to the other people you're yeah. working with. But yeah. do you feel like it's changed for you? For me... Because now you are actually doing the podcast. Don't you feel like all you're trying to do is top the last episode or the episode? That's the thing. And that's what has changed. So one thing, the point for me where I decided, okay, I'm going to like do the creative thing for me was when I actually got saved. 
because my like definition of success changed yeah so like this podcast whether i get two listeners or 50 listeners or thousand listeners the reason i do it won't change do you know what i mean like, i'm not doing it to get it listened to yeah, i'm yeah. doing it to glorify god because i believe this is something i've been told to do by god do you get what i mean so when my reasoning for doing stuff changed is when i felt the freedom to do it do you get what i mean so like i wanted to be a creative but the faith that god could make it prosper yeah. without me even having to be the best mm. is what made me then feel like i was safe to take the step do you get what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so i was like cool i'm not the best that hasn't changed necessarily quote unquote that hasn't changed mm. but me being successful has so now i can still do it. i don't know how to describe it but like the faith element of it like the hope yeah. that this could still be amazing yeah, without yeah. me having to be the best yeah. is what made me free to do it it's, if that makes sense that makes... would you say this is tied to your purpose no Oof. that's a bit deep but yeah do you know what's funny like that's purpose is an interesting thing for me i don't really know if i know what my purpose is and i don't I've, i'm never someone that knows where i'm supposed to be in life I can only confirm whether something it was what I was supposed to do by looking back at it. Yeah. So yeah. hindsight is how I've always been able to tell whether that was the right move or not, um, which is annoying. But um, my navigation is by peace. So like, as long as I'm at peace with something, I'll keep mm. pushing it. But as soon as I don't feel at peace about it, I've got to let it go. Right. Um, so with this podcast, ultimately as a creative now, I feel at peace with it. So I'm like, cool. But as soon as I stop, yeah. despite people, even if I'm there getting thousands and hundreds that I would love to imagine one day, mm. hundreds of no, thousand listeners, man, if that. I stop feeling that piece of it, like, oh, this isn't what I should be yeah. doing, or where well, I need to take some time, just me and God, before I can keep putting things out, I have to stop. Yeah. Um, so purpose, so long as I feel that piece of it, mm. and it aligns with my that God's will for me, then I suppose so, yeah. It seems like you keep coming back to like having to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That might be some of it. Yeah, literally, literally. And I think that ultimately my greatest goal in life is when I release my first book, mm. that day I will know, like, that you know just feels... Think, you know what I think about you, yeah? yeah? The fact that you set your, your, I guess, purpose or brand mm-hmm. is what businesses will call it. Mm. So early, mm-hmm. without the thousands and millions of listeners, means it's going to translate mm. as soon as you move on because people have... Invested yeah. in you and yeah. not the podcast, you know? yeah, that's a very yeah, good yeah. That's so true. That's so true. But less about me. I don't know how to <laughs> do psychoanalysis on me. But um, yeah. Um, what about you guys? Like when? Like so. Talk about when you started making music. Like, what was that like for you as a creative? That was your was your friends and family in support. Like, was that like when did you start saying, okay, this is what I want to do? I don't I don't really know because I feel like with me it's not like who I am is not necessarily my talent isn't necessarily in music it's like wanting to learn something so much like once I want to learn something I lose sleep over it lose food over it like and music has been the thing that's just given back the most which makes me want to give back to it because it gives back the most but where I started initially was filmmaking and and media but then i realized that music is also a tool that can be used to bring like i was saying to translate back to the media to translate back to just who i am and the message i want to send to people and stuff you know 
what about you guys so talk so just for a bit of context you two talk about talk about what dulux is and how you kind of like made it and how you came into it dulux is a luxury premium velvet it's all about durags basically Mm. the luxury of it and bringing that the height of it to our kind of community um it started in 2017 when i met rochelle and I cut my hair at the time at a high top. It was high. Oh, oh yeah, when I met high. Yeah, when I met oh, Leroy my. as well. And um, yeah, at the time I wanted to get a do-rag to start waving. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at the normal do-rags, I was looking at every other uni student. Mm-hmm. So I tried to find something different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was on the front of a show trying to find something different. And we found something which was like a suede kind of turbany do-rag thing okay. for like $160. What? <laughs> yeah. What? I didn't have that at the time, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we looked into it a bit more, like, I think day after day. And then I think a couple of weeks came on, still couldn't find anything. And then we decided that, you know what I'm saying, maybe there's a kind of market for this somewhere, innit? It was like a constant conversation that we'd mm. have. And, like, sometimes we throw it up, like, oh, we should have made them from this. mad simple. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get on that, we'll get on that. Yeah. And then I think one, was it Boxing Day or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, yeah, well, I think just after Christmas... I was like, fam, we could actually do this. Yeah. I was like, let's go take a walk around. Why don't we go Croydon? Yeah. Yeah. Went like, to all the wrong shops, you know. Went to carpet shop. shops for material. Oh my god. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I was getting yeah. wrong. Looking at curtains. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> don't yeah. finish me. But yeah, kind of like built from there, and mm. then the minute we did have things like settled, and then we spoke to the right people about certain things, and if they would buy it, and kind of asking the right questions, we like mm. found out there was a market for it. Wow. And I went from there, 2018. So your, both your paths, as in Josh and Rochelle, your path compared to Leroy is completely different. Like you found music, but it also had already found you. Yeah, With yeah. With you guys, there was like a, okay, we're looking for something that doesn't mm. exist, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's literally yeah. kind of like the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yours is already ni- yeah. always in, in yeah. you and you, you guys were like, okay, there's something externally that we're yeah. looking for. Um, and it's funny because that's what I love about creativity. It's brought out of, um, it can become be like, brought out of nowhere yeah, like it yeah, just it yeah. takes so little to for creativity yeah. to be inspired mm-hmm. um and this is gonna sound like so super spiritual but that's kind of why i can't not believe in god mm-hmm. because i feel like for this all to exist mm-hmm. like everything if we're talking even if you look at like a leaf and just look yeah. at the intricacies yeah. of it and how it requires yeah. sunlight to, yeah. it's yeah. so specific yeah for its survival like i i had a plant Shout out Fern. Love Fern. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Fern. Fern died because I overwatered her, Damn. and I thought, like, these things survive in the in the wild west yeah, <laughs> on their yeah, own. Yeah. How do they do it? And then I'm here purposely trying to after <laughs> it, and I've killed it. Yeah. And it, it makes me think, like, the creativity of God is mm. mad to me. Like, and that's why, like, you know, people believe in this big bang. Mm. I'm not here to bash anyone's beliefs or anything like that, but obviously you guys already know I'm a Christian. So for me, that's wild to me because that takes so much faith to believe that nothing created everything. Yeah, I've never seen nothing create everything. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it takes like just the simplest of like purpose for something to be made so perfectly, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. And when I look at the world, that's what I see. Ultimately, great God is the like the ultimate creator. Yeah. Like you're like he snapped (laughs) snapped like when you look at life and just the intricacies of it even just women being able to give birth just everything is so creatively perfect that i don't i can't believe that that was by chance it's not a mistake it's not a mistake we was at favor's house the other day like Mm -hmm. 
just talking about literally how we got how we're in this room right mm-hmm. now yeah we was at favor's house like just trying to piece it back to when i met josh and because mm. i met rochelle way mm. before i met josh i mm. met rochelle at yeah. the challenge innit? yeah and then after we didn't really talk on the challenge did we mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> story for yeah. another day <laughs> but when she got reintroduced to my life she was a whole different person and there was a whole journey that she had probably gone on that i hadn't seen and maybe josh had seen a bit more Mm. than me later and then josh Mm. is the person who like connected the dots Mm. in terms of him going uni and living across that's god that's 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 what i mean and it's like when i think of like stories like that like you've just described there's so many people that i couldn't have i couldn't have like my best friend shout out maddie she listens to the podcast like <laughs> i i needed to meet maddie at the time i needed to meet her and exactly then yeah for my life to have gone the way it went because yeah. like literally my two best friends are maddie's to find shout out you guys and give you guys the props because if, it, if i hadn't met both of them mm. I, one i couldn't say i would be still saved today like as a christian because yeah. if i didn't have like maddie's support and like she's so close to who i am but yet completely different in her insight and just you know friendships are always like that yeah but it's the timing of it and the intricacies of it and the love and the like the purpose behind it like even my other best friends of mine like i mentioned she was here for four days and we met and we speak every day and like literally went to her wedding last month yeah. like as a bridesmaid it's like mad but there's so many worlds where we could have just not met or not got on yeah. do you get what i mean like one of us could have got ill or do you know what i mean like yeah. so many things like but the purpose that that friendship has behind it, there's no way it's not God. And there's so many things, like I think just the creativity of God, like to make someone and then make another, like if you guys even think about relationships or friendships that yeah. you have, like even you and Chan, like your <laughs> friendship, like how that's formed you as yeah. a person. Yeah. Whenever I think of even like relationships, it's not even just a creative level on the physical things, the things like relationship level, yeah. love, everything It's like, on all levels it just screams purpose like behind it yeah, if that makes yeah, sense yeah, it just yeah, couldn't because yeah. we could all exist mm. but not necessarily exist in relation to each other yeah. do you get what i mean yeah. so even if the world did make us by a snap a bang how would it do the intricacies of love friendship forgiveness like it just doesn't yeah. make yeah. sense yeah. like it doesn't make sense it's so creatively perfect and and imperfect do you know what i mean in the sense that we still needed a savior do you know what i mean we still need that it's it's just too it's too great a story, if that makes sense. And going back to what we we're saying about stories, this is the greatest story of time. Do you get yeah. what I mean? And it's just, it's mad to me. Like, it's absolutely insane. But going back to what I was saying to you earlier, when you were making music, so you kind of explained, Leroy, that you started making music and you knew that that's, you just wanted to give back to it. Was like your friends and family kind of like in support of that? Like, um, If I was to go down to the point, I really like, actually put out music um i just did it like i really thought i can do it and mm. regardless of what anyone said in my head i was already drake like i was already mm. i could do what the people in school that were already rapping back then were doing and i would get their songs and put my own verse on it mm. they wouldn't necessarily hear it but mm. i would listen to it my, i would listen to it myself and be like I killed these guys on the side. Control verse. Like, Ken- I'm Kendrick. Like, maybe it's because I had... <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. But maybe it's because I had the time to do that in my privacy where I was just sharpening my own sword. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally came out, um, 
it was hard not to support me because it was like, all right, cool, this guy's put some time into it. He's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's doing it himself, finding the beats, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm. But then people weren't supporters or anything. They were just, they just heard it once. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, Leroy made a song the other yeah, day, yeah, innit? But yeah. they wouldn't say I'm a musician. And now mm. I feel like that title had even overpowers everything else I mm. do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... With you guys, mm. when you decided you wanted to make, you know, Dulux, what was, like, people's response to it? Like, family, friends? I think overall it was pretty positive. Yeah. Mm. However, I did lose a friend over it. Mm. Yeah, a lifelong friend. Was that the, 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 the Coco? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. oh damn. We're going to need to hear Scream. those stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> 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 Can elaborate or you can go you can go through i mean yeah from my side mm-hmm. it was very like it was quite positive i think when we started it we did it in a way that was like kind of not private but it was like we bringing in who we needed to bring in mm-hmm. didn't need to tell everyone mm-hmm. right now and then when it started like building we're seeing that coming together like, the d-rugs are looking nice now we're snapping it like, yeah. you know the shoot we're snapping the shoot yeah. da, 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 da. and it's like okay what are you guys doing oh that looks dope da, 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 da. Mm. um yeah, I think from that side it was quite, it was quite yeah, very positive. When it came to like the money exchanging, mm. it was like what is that? <laughs> what techie? Yeah, yeah it was it there? It was a techie. Techie, yeah, money is a different one. Yeah, though. when that comes into the equation, mm. yeah. yeah. But it's, I think it's um, the whole business thing really taught me like it's. Um, what am I trying to say here? Tough skin, man. It's mm. tough skin and it's also like support comes in various forms. Yeah. So like, for example, obviously what we came in with was like a high end D Rag. Mm. So it's not it's not chicken change. Mm. And it's okay that everyone's gonna have that. Because mm. there's certain people that will be like, they reposted everything or they'd come to the sheets knowing that we weren't yeah. we didn't have peace to pay them because mm. everything's in the D Rags. Mm. But they're gonna continue like modeling our stuff and mm. continue sharing yeah. it mm. that's like right like you don't understand like, how mm. much that means to us right mm. now that's what i wanted to say as well because yeah. jay mm. um i feel like people got xed out your life for mm. people to come into your life yeah, i met 100. you straight away yeah we kicked it off mm. i don't know how much time had went until you started making the mm. durex mm. but i did media in it and there mm. was just fair trade in the fact that i was like taking the videos for mm. the first show. Oh, really? Like Swear, I didn't know yeah. that. So you were actually. Yeah, our lines intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. mad. It's mad, literally. Yeah. It's 100%. mad because I see, I'm seeing Channing the shoot. You yeah. made the do rag yeah. and you're taking yeah. the pictures. Yeah. It's all working. Yeah. It's all working. It's you mad. guys are behind yeah. it. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And there was no exchange of cash or mm. I didn't have to, I didn't have to share it, but because I filmed it, I did. Mm. But I think the fair trade in that exchange was that mm. we was. Um, giving each other our skills, mm. our opportunity to like share to his followers, share mm. to my followers, yeah. who, which is a new audience yeah. for each like of us. It helps us grow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What I love about that is the understanding, the mutual understanding that okay, we ain't got anything to necessarily give, but we've yeah. got our vision, we've yeah. got yeah, our yeah, yeah. In, our inspiration, we've yeah. got like this, this. And do you know what's so beautiful about that? sometimes those are the friendships that you need because when it comes to like you being super successful which i believe you're both going to be in the future 
you've you've got those friendships that you know people were doing yeah. it even when you didn't yeah. have anything right. which is one thing is like interesting because i think for me starting this podcast i didn't have any negative responses in fact i had a lot of people saying finally but for me it's interesting because i think when you have a brand a business or you have a career path like music um you friendships do become murky and there are sometimes when you do it does make you question people's intentions and yeah. their loyalties to you which is hard mm. because i know for me i've heard many stories of people that like they were good friends and then one person started a business they started doing well mm. duh, 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 and the other person wasn't supporting them and that was like mm. a deal breaker for you deal breaker for them is that the same with you guys or like have you had that experience i mean personally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no i had that um again i feel like when you establish something you mm-hmm. start to grow with it and mm-hmm. then you start to have like people that genuinely do support you mm-hmm. yeah you it's, it gets like so easy to see the people that don't mm-hmm. and yeah. normally there's a deeper reason mm-hmm. for it but yeah, it's deeper rooted and then your friends will come up to you and they'll be like raw like what's going on with so and so literally literally you know I mean? one of the worst ways that happens mm. is when like you've been like posting every day on your yeah. story or something and you're all in the same and then you see you catch someone yeah. on on road like and they're like asking you what you're doing like you haven't mm. been seeing yeah. what i'm yeah. doing like, yeah i feel like certain people do that to look cool like mm. yeah. you can't not have seen this yeah yeah so, so if many... you haven't seen the too big to fail yeah. like yeah. Art, yeah. Uh, artwork i don't know where you're living because you know? i feel like my phone's been purple for the last you know? seven months <laughs> yeah. like that's the only artwork i've been seeing like i've seen a purple picture like everywhere i go like so if you haven't seen the artwork you're lying yeah. yeah but then there's part of it where well for me where i'm conflicted because i don't know whether my social media to bring it to social media mm. is an echo chamber of the people around me and stuff mm. and the people who are outside of the echo chamber you know see you came on the podcast with big boy words (laughs) and i don't know whether the people outside of that genuinely don't know or they don't want to know Mm. or i don't know what it is yeah Mm. Yeah. but when when you cross paths with them Mm -hmm. it was supposed to happen then and they were supposed to find out about it at that moment i guess yeah so you can't blame the ignorant yeah. yeah, I feel like sometimes you can. Mm, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I've, I yeah, I guess I've lost a friend. I've lost mm. friends like, um, especially during the creative journey. So obviously, I've been on this journey for like a year yeah, now and yeah. a bit. Um, started up producing mm. artistry and this cool. Yeah, me and Lee wrote it was there. Then. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I was at the gang, but yeah, went off to DJing now. Um, started that. Obviously, I'm a very shy. Uh, creative in general I was I think now I've kind of come out of my shell a lot mm-hmm. but they on, on this DJing journey I realised that there was a lot of people that were supporting and a lot of people not everyone was supporting I think it got to a point where I had this the first no the second of each threaded wheat was it the third the one at Pop Brixton mm-hmm. Big Ting oh, now this is this is my mm-hmm. first basically like, um, like DJ debut in front of the front of people basically mm-hmm. the first one I didn't like front of family yeah. and also I had a friend mm-hmm. at the time basically my best friend mm-hmm. and she hadn't come to any of the other any NESWs but I'd never taken it as a thing mm-hmm. maybe it's just not her thing right mm-hmm. but it became a thing like oh where is the support that I need from my best friend because one sec sorry 
just for clarity, never eat shredded wheat is because this isn't obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, never true. eat shredded wheat is a what? What is it? It's like a it's, it's a mini festival, mini yeah, concert. Yeah, like it's live, fe- events. live events. Live events featuring a few different artists. Yeah, like, yeah. like from north, yeah. east, south, south and, and west. west. So that's yeah. why it's called Never Eat Shredded Wheat. Just for context, because I know that you're going to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people will be like, what is Never Eat Shredded Wheat? <laughs> Go, yeah, so... Obviously, that on that performance, I felt like I did terrible. Because mm. it was... I remember you asking me. And I was like, so yeah. mortified nah. after that. I was bawling. I was like... Just, really? No. It was so I didn't bad. know this. No, I literally... <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm fair, I'm fair, I'm fair. But as soon as I left the decks, I skit, skit, skit out. Like, yeah. I, went, I was wandering the streets of Brixton. Uh-huh. <laughs> he found me. Uh-huh. Oh, my You know, ordained. Oh, my God. No, this guy see, found me. I saw Michelle me. walking. I was in my car and I was driving. I said, Michelle. She's looking at me. I'm like, Michelle. It was in. She turned around. I said, oh, jumping, jumping, jumping. Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but then yeah, I was like, no. and that's when I realized, yeah. because if, I had no one up there with me. So I got the first slot. So I was like warming mm. up. All my other Gs, they're working like nine to five. They would tell me like, yeah, Rush, I would have loved to come, but obviously, you know, five, I don't finish till five, five. But I'm like, cool, it's fine, that's fine. Mm. I get there now and the sound's bugging or something. I'm talking to the sound guy trying to keep me company up here. Like mm. I was so like, I'm shaking. I can't do this. My family's there. Like everyone is there except for this best friend of mine. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's, the, that's when I clocked it. Because I'm on the phone to sis now telling her, like, oh, it didn't go great, it didn't go great. Sis had no reason to not be there. She was getting her nails done or something like that. Do you know what I mean? The effort to come wasn't apparent at all. And I'm just and the fact that Jay, he pulled up right there, right then. Mm. I needed someone to be there and it was Jay. Mm. I'm thinking, wow, okay. At the night after that, I was literally just sitting there like, hmm contemplating you know yeah. like yeah. why are you really here yeah. 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 why are you really here <laughs> like, some people in your life to just like re like to to big themselves up do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. yeah. and when you get big they'll be the first to say yeah. oh yeah that's my best friend that's yeah, my yeah, best friend yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true thing. it wasn't it's, even yeah like for me it, mine's a little bit different so like the only thing I really ask of my friends is just to listen to my podcast mm-hmm. which I think is mad yeah. if you can't do that because <laughs> yeah. it's not like I'm actually asking yeah. to pay to come somewhere yeah. you don't have to leave your house just for just a 45 minutes of like a month no I'm not even doing <laughs> a weekly podcast <laughs> listen to my podcast yeah. and Maybe if you could share it, <laughs> that would be fantastic. That doesn't cost anything. That doesn't either, cost anything either. <laughs> but um, so for me, when I hear that people ain't listen to it, kind of makes you think, you know? Like, damn. Like, should I be? Should I be deep in it? And, it's, that, and yeah. I'm scared sometimes to over, yeah. like, to think about it. Cause I don't want to overthink it and think, oh my god, I'm never gonna meet anyone that cares about me as much as I care about yeah. them. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. then I, I, if I do that with every single people are gonna let you down sometimes that's yeah, just what yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Mm. but like where do you have to draw the line so for me i don't ask much of anyone do you know what i mean if i even ask people to come on this podcast if they're like no what they don't feel cool, I, cool yeah. bye, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. i'm not gonna step over step any boundaries that's cool i'm not even gonna take it personally do you know what i mean we all still vibes exactly the same yeah. as before i asked <laughs> but like for me to listen to it or just to share it i don't know why it just it, and it because also the people that, that don't do it that would have known how much it took how much courage it took for me to do this yeah, they will know yeah, the background yeah, story yeah. do you know what i mean so for me i'm now here and no support swear mm. down okay cool like yeah. like that's what it is okay cool. what, is it, so, what does it do to you does it push you to to go harder or does it is it paralyze you a little bit for me 
I would say a mixture of both. Both. Mixture of both. I get, I question maybe my episodes aren't good enough. Maybe they're not deep enough. Maybe yeah. they're, not, they're not the right guest. Maybe mm. it's, I question how good a quality of what I'm putting out is. Um, But then the other side is I'm like, I'm so clear on what I'm doing and I'm so sure of my journey it's fine because when I get there, they'll see. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a bit of both. Yeah. Like it kind of pushes me to think, where can I make this tighter? Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't stop me. Do you get what I mean? Um, but it might affect my relationship with them because certain people, I just move different with them. Do you mm. get what I mean? Like I move different with them. Um, Has it affected any of your relationships at the moment? In terms of the actual podcast itself, maybe not because I've stopped asking if people listen anymore. Right. Do you get what I mean? I've just, I just will know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will know from if I say something. Do you know what I mean? I will yeah. know. Um, so, I've, so in terms of the podcast, no, but maybe in terms of other areas of my life, definitely, hundred percent. Other areas where other projects I'm working on at the moment, that yeah. you guys will see next year. Some of the other stuff I'm working on. Um absolutely like because i just think i've never asked much of people so i really don't understand like i so for me absolutely yeah 100 percent. other areas of my life then yeah definitely but um yeah i don't know what about you guys i feel like when i started making mixes when i did my first mix Mm -hmm. and the soundcloud thing yeah yeah (laughs) was that Um, wavy jones before that no, the first one, mm-hmm. the Groovy Chick one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Groovy Chick, throwback. Cold. Cold, yeah. Throwback. I did that one. I was like, okay, I'm going to put this out. I can't wait to tell all my Gs to tell me what they think of it. Yeah. I put it out. And, like, the immediate circle told me, like, straight, yeah, like, like leave on the music, guys, basically. It's like, yeah, this is lit. Da, da, da. I was thinking, oh, so, sis, what do you think? Like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that one. Put yeah. it on soon. That one wasn't even so that wait, long. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm still waiting people to tell me. Yeah. Da, 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 da. The second mix I do again, the music guys like they're giving me the feedback and everything. But like my actual G's, mm. they ain't listened to it yet. Yeah. And I, at first, I felt a way about it, yeah. but I was just like, you know, yeah. I get I'm hearing feedback from people that I guess mm. it matters more to. And if my G's mm. can't listen to it, then that's okay. Like I don't yeah. listen to mixes too tough. Mm. Um, I guess we're all busy. But yeah, I get what you mean about like, why not? So, like I said, it goes back to like, are you obliged versus, but shouldn't you just want to? Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the greater question. So this is why for me, support is so important and it has to come from, it has to also, we have to have organic support when we start off. And there's, there's a thing called in marketing called paid marketing and organic marketing. So organic marketing is kind of where your audience is kind of like, it really pre-exists to some ex- yeah. extent. And it's funny because like, I think when it comes to organic marketing, that is going to be your, your, your audience is going to most likely be either you, you, you and who on your friends are like your yeah. immediate bubble, or they're going to be a group of people that you spend a lot of time with, or you, you know a lot about, if that makes sense. So like when you're making music, the people that are most likely to enjoy your music are going to probably be like yeah. people your age, do you know what I mean? Your race, your, you and from the, the same areas you like from yeah. South London. And it's so important because um, I realized that as creatives, especially black creatives, we need black consumers. 
Um, and that's because recently I was listening to a podcast. I think it was Nella Rose and Annie Drea were on the 90s baby show and they're two influencer YouTubers. And they were basically saying that when they're working with brands, they're getting paid maybe like a third of what their like white counterpart with the same amount of followers would get paid. Yeah. Because, and they were saying, but it's more complex than that or more, more nuanced because their reasoning isn't because you're black but it's because but because your consumers are black oh. do you see what i so mean they don't, they're trying to say they don't oh. buy things yeah they don't they buy, don't buy so the consumer market is smaller mm. so that that means that your value ultimately Shoot, becomes smaller do you get what i yeah. mean and i thought that's deep do you get what i mean that's so deep that means that for you to start a brand mm. that is dulux yeah. that is durags mm. that is predominantly for black people mm-hmm. you might have to work 20 times as hard as a white person making maybe a hairbrush for yeah. white mm-hmm. women because white women are the biggest group of consumers between the age i think of like 12 and 30 are the biggest like they make up the biggest amount of like consumers basically mm-hmm. so if you're marketing a product towards them they are of the most value basically mm-hmm. so that even made me think we don't ha- we don't just have the responsibilities as as um what was I as creatives, mm. but as consumers too of of creative things. If yeah. that makes sense, because if we don't start buying, we're not worth yeah like they were we're not seen. But then is it was so it's so, so it's really complex because then it's like why are we trying to make the white man tell us what we're worth? Like, why don't we just support ourselves yeah. in its own yeah. bubble? Do you get what I, Am I making sense? No, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of people aren't realising the kind of impact this has on us as a whole. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to explain because it's a, really a loop. Like, mm. yeah. we don't have the spaces mm-hmm. where pe- black people can, or people of colour, however we want to describe mm. it, can go to, mm-hmm. unless you go like Peckham Market, Brixton yeah. Market, and then they're telling us we're not going to give you the spaces until people can go like people are visual like people are we we can see that people are buying yeah, the stuff yeah, so yeah. it's like how do we get people to buy, buy the stuff, stuff when we don't have, have the space, space to sell itself. the stuff yeah. like mm, yeah. so it is a weird one but i think what this lockdown is mm-hmm. is the opportunity for things to be flipped on its head cuz i we are seeing a lot of mm-hmm. uh black people creating their stuff so more people are buying it eat out to help out i was going down to to the shop the jamaican shop and buying more like and now even that now that that's over i'm still going there because i'm like wow like all these small places they're actually making the stuff better than the big places because they have they i think what you said is completely correct um in terms of like it being a loop like i think we are kind of stuck and that's why, like you said, things like Black Pound Day are yeah. so important, like, because it gives us an opportunity to support black brands. And it's weird because even though obviously the whole George Floyd situation was sad and it didn't need to happen, one thing I love about it is it's brought to the surface the need to support black businesses because yeah. it was always there, but it always had this weird, like, as soon as you were like, oh yeah, I'm trying to support black business, people would be like, yeah, but they overpriced things. It was always like yeah. a cover. Whereas yeah. now, it's like that excuse is completely out the window now because yeah. we don't have an option. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah. I want to ask you about like the, the the scope that people have on Twitter about black businesses and how mm-hmm. they're 
maybe unorganized or mm. yeah, customer service. Yeah, it has that kind service. of like stereotype. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where does that come from? Like, what? Who made that up? <laughs> I feel like it's it's not come from thin air. I yeah. feel like I don't think it's a. Um, I think now we've made like movements and improvements into like black businesses as a whole. I think from my understanding, oh, me and Jay, I think we did this as well back when we was like starting out with the durag thing. It was like when we'd go to when we want to start first getting them tailored, for example, we went to like black and Asian tailors and we realized that the not level of professionalism, but they didn't take us as consumers as serious as it was when we started going, when we went to the white person and that's as plain as it was. And I don't think that's the thing where it's like, it's ingrained in us, obviously, but I think maybe it is that perpetual talk like, oh, black businesses are, the, 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 the black businesses are, um, unorganized that's like kind of perpetualized itself Mm. but it's like now i think especially during this lockdown i've realized like there's a lot of like thriving you know like a1 black businesses and everyone they just cleared they leveled the playing field in it because there's more time for for black businesses to actually get their stuff in check right now yeah i think for me it's 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 more here so there's two sides of it um, I think there's something that makes a business successful, which is free, which is good customer service, professionalism, um, being on time, punctual, all of those things, which you completely explained. But I mean, we've all had that experience of going to the local yard shop and then mm-hmm. like, we now have that. Yeah, <laughs> we now have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We now have this. We now have that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like literally, and then sitting there kissing their teeth when they have to go yeah. out the back. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so we've all had that experience and. I mean, good customer service costs absolutely nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then that comes from maybe a complacency of the fact that they know that if someone's already walked into the shop, they're already going to kind of know that they want this food. I mean, there's just like maybe yeah. a complacency on that end. And so I do think we've obviously all had that experience um, and we've all had that maybe, you know, you order something from someone that is a black brand and it comes like however many months late do you get what i mean or like whatever so i think we have all maybe had those experiences but it's frustrating because those those experiences are amplified i definitely think um and they maybe are less common than we are made to feel that they are so i think that has paid a part in the whole like perception of black owned businesses um but the other thing is in terms of it being maybe expensive or maybe being um you know like yeah, basically the expense side of it and stuff like that. I, I had this conversation recently with someone where I explained, but it's it's more layered than that because the things is when it comes to businesses, if you haven't already, the first person to go out and do stuff is the person that's going to take the brunt of stuff. So now you've made do lux, you've maybe opened up the space for people within that industry to start doing stuff. So now if someone else comes up and wants to, to do it, those walls have already been broken. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But like, especially within the Asian community, um, I don't know, like this is not at all like racist, please no one take it that way. But a lot of like Asian people will own like local convenience stores. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they will be able to, you know, sell things at maybe like a cheap price. But then if the, a black person was to have that same convenience store, they might have to make it more expensive. This is just an example. Yeah. Um, or even hair shops, if you notice, mm-hmm. like a lot of black hair shops are owned the by Marshall. Asian people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a black person opens it, it's a bit more expensive. But the thing is, is a lot of the times the wholesalers are also Asians. Yeah. So they have a relationship. Yeah. So then it's like, oh yeah, 
bust me this quick. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so like, yeah. So infrastructurally, like if that's a word to just might have made up. <laughs> it like benefits them. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Whereas now a black person's coming in, but to that same Asian wholesale, and they might be overpricing it for them. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Um, so where those connections and those relationships don't necessarily exist or they might be having to contact someone all the way back home to get something now they're having to ship it all the way across do you know what i mean yeah. instead of being able to go to that they don't even know that local asian man's com- like um has a is doing a you know a wholesale thing yeah. over there so because this relationship doesn't exist they could like the black pound bounces once that's what they're saying. Do you get what I mean? As in, within the black community, it bounces once compared to the Asian, which is, they have the most. And then I think white is second. Do you know what I mean? Which is maybe actually, maybe that's wrong. I might have lied. What does that so, mean? Okay, so uh, bounces. Uh, bounces means that it stays within that community. Oh, okay. So like, I get a pound and I might spend my pound on you. Yeah. But then you might then go spend it on yeah 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 or something like that (laughs) but then like within other communities they will know like and that's the thing it's hard because like with asian people they might they will have hair shops they'll have convenience stores they'll have um butchers Mm. do you mean Mm. so if you're an asian person you know uh, one family member that works in every single one of these but right now we we as a, a as a people are start of just starting to do that. Do you get what I mean? And so I think that we sometimes need to change our perspective of it and say, okay, well, it's going to be like this for a little while, but we have to just see the long-term goal. And I think that that's why I think it's two sides of the story. Like there's some things that are for free and there's no reason for it to be bad, like customer services. But then there are things that we have to take into consideration, like us not having access to wholesalers, us not having access to maybe as clear a path to um, resources as other people in other, um, cultures do do you get what i mean so i think that that's something to take into create um into consideration um huh i was gonna say true i feel like sometimes though as long as we uh almost devil's advocate but also just seeing what i see on twitter Mm -hmm. and raising a point with the guys (laughs) sometimes i feel like certain there's like a there's a small mentality Mm -hmm. with a small minority minority of black people Mm -hmm. i think again chatting (laughs) but it's like almost like i'm a black business you're black you You should should. yeah yeah that ownage Mm. of that That, you ought to to. (laughs) that's where you know Mm. today um there's one girl on twitter she's selling art pieces yeah have you seen i saw it but i didn't see the root source of this entire thread she sells art yeah, and the raw pieces like she sells for more. It's it's way more expensive than mm-hmm. the prints. Yeah, so yeah, the prints yeah. go from like anything between like thirty pounds and maybe like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, but there's a piece that costs one like was it fifteen thousand? <sighs> and yeah. then the slander she was getting on Twitter for it like throughout today probably still going. She on. was getting slander. Slander. When I say slander, slander. Wait, what how much? How how wait, sorry, sorry. Rewind. How much so, did it cost? Um, the actual original piece mm-hmm. costs fifteen thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. And then she sells other pieces, like prints and stuff, for like thirty pounds going up to mm-hmm. maybe like two hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. And then she's got the original piece. Mm-hmm. What was the for fifty thousand? The fact that she's pressed it at these kind of points, and she had a reach of one point seven million mm-hmm. people seeing her post, and she only got one sale from it. Was that the, so the main piece, was, or was that a print? Um, no, we don't. We, everything. We don't. That was oh. all the products. Mm-hmm. So she only got one sale from that much exposure, and she was basically getting on to Twitter about how she doesn't get the support and how like black people message her and they'll say they have these intentions to mm, purchase mm, mm, but don't yeah sorry, 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 sorry. but don't yeah yeah, you know? yeah 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 
So yeah, that kind of made like a big uproar on Twitter, and everyone's just like, "Raw, like." Every, everyone's wrong yeah. in that situation. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The whole world is wrong. Yeah, the whole world is wrong. Yeah, because she's allowed to uh, price her thing at fifty. Whatever right? you want yeah. to do, it's and true. And it doesn't have to be just black people who yeah, buy that. Yeah. To be honest, right. that's the thing. I think it's the the serve. Where, where the service gets wrong, I feel like sometimes that customer service thing is like, it's because I'm a black business. You should be supporting me. Yeah, and you should. Yeah, you know, we're guys basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's a word. Like and that, that professionalism, I think. Because even with myself, like, going and... Like, you try, you know? Certain uh, businesses, like, say, nails or, like, hair. Mm. And I'm trying to get my weave done by you. I'm trying to get my nails done by you. And you're... Why are you giving me the service? Yeah. I don't owe you nothing. Yeah. And I will not give you my coins. Yeah. Because I don't... Like, even at the yard shop now, I don't... I don't even take it from the yard shop anymore. Because it's annoying. <laughs> like, why are you still giving me stank face? Yeah. I, I'm up in your establishment. I want to give you my money. Yeah. And I am here for some good, like, curry girl, whatever. But why are you... Yeah. talking to me like this like, yeah. do you know what I mean I just think that's kind of holding us back mm. real quick I wanted to say because we was talking mainly about the business side of things I feel like as a creative you're you, you're lucky because it's an expression isn't it mm. it's just like a man standing on Hyde Park corner just shouting mm. shout whoever's gonna stand there and listen that's who you should really focus on but obviously there's going to be people walking by make your voice as loud as possible mm-hmm. so that they can be attracted to this whatever you're saying in this side park corner mm-hmm. and it brings them in but you're not owed those people walking around the back yeah, to yeah. if you focus on the people that um are listening mm-hmm. then you won't feel like right oh, there's people out here who aren't listening to the podcast today there's people out here who aren't buying it because you're focusing on your 20% of people who are actually paying for it, you know? Because yeah. apparently 20% of your audience pay for 80% or make up 80% of your sales. Yeah. So if you focus on that, then it just mm. grows better, yeah. innit? Yeah. And not focus on the people who are sometime-ish. <laughs> yeah. And as a whole, one thing I wanted to ask you, Leroy, specifically when it comes to, like you said, um, expression yeah. of it's is it do you struggle as a creative to want to like or how do you not let the opinions of others necessarily like affect what you want to do like do you find that because you know for example Leroy had a great hit come out this year Can't (laughs) Can't Go Go Outside outside. which I looked the other day and I saw it had like 18,000 maybe 19,000 streams um and I was like after that song there must have been a lot of pressure to, to like make, make a similar yeah something. Yeah, yeah something yeah, similar yeah. and i mean it's if we even have that with artists that yeah. we like like you know what we were speaking about the other day about like frosty has yeah. he made another banger since <laughs> county line but can you expect that of frosty is that fair yeah. do you get what i mean it's, it's a lot of big pressure yeah it's a lot of pressure um mm-hmm. but i feel like i made can't go outside without the pressure of it mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what made it blur because mm-hmm. i didn't think about it there wasn't because once you start thinking about it you're doing it out of it's not your energy you're putting into it. It's the energy of everyone else who's mm-hmm. put it into the last song, in it? So it becomes inauthentic and mm. people pick that up. Re- it's human nature yeah. to pick up something that's not authentic, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I think that's... I don't want to go into a whole new thing, but I feel yeah. like that's why people like Drill because mm. some people sound authentic and some people don't. And the people who do sound authentic yeah. are the ones who are doing the best yeah. at the moment in yeah. that part of things and i think authenticity and creativity is also it's always gonna collide but it should always go hand in hand (laughs) do you get what i mean like it it will 
it will collide, but it should always go like, yeah, like, cause there are times when you're, you're, it has to start there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It has to start from authenticity. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It has to start from that, but it is hard to stay on that. And it's yeah. like, even with Drake recently doing his whole, uh, Lover boy, certified. No, 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 no. His whole when he jumped on Heady, uh, well, oh, only, yeah, only you yeah, three yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. People, some people loved it, some people it was like Marmite, some people loved it, some yeah. people hated it. And it's not you authentic. might question, yeah, you might you might say that it's inauthentic, but is Drake maybe the, the sound might have been inauthentic, but is him trying to do new things in a like that he's never done before inauthentic do you get what i mean like because mm. he's always been someone that's tried out different things yeah, like if yeah, you listen yeah. to his music from the start to now yeah. you'll always see like weird snippets where drake's tried to do something kind yeah. of different do you know what i mean and sometimes it's worked sometimes it hasn't but his want to do something that isn't always naturally him isn't actually that new yeah. so does that make what he did inauthentic or authentic that becomes the question yeah, do you get yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. um it might not always work yeah. and you might not love him for it but um yeah something about that yeah something about drake i feel like he's way too big to fail (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true but he's way too big to i don't know the reason why it feels inauthentic is because he's got a huge team and i feel like i don't know anything but i feel like they just tell him, make one of these for the UK, make one of these for Spain, mm. speak in Spanish, mm. speak in, in French on a song called Greece. Mm. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> do all these different things. And that's what takes the authentic out of it because I feel like yeah. he's making it specifically to just, yeah, instead he, of, he, he yeah. Worldwide audience. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah. Which is why I'm excited for this certified lover boy because mm. I feel like, what we know Drake for is the heartbreak and the, yeah, or just yeah. the just the, yeah. the yeah. love side of things, isn't it? Whether yeah. he's talking about it in a in a gangster way or mm. or a really soft boy way, we kind of like it. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Mm. It's been so it's been so insightful to speak to you, <laughs> speak to you all about um, just about like everything everything like it's been (laughs) it's such an interesting but i love that overall we just even we see a heart for creativity and a heart it just looks so different in so many different industries but i can just see how beautiful it is and how it's impacted and it's brought color to life do you know what i mean um but thank you guys for all coming on it ain't a thing but the chicken wang (laughs) do you guys want to shout yourselves out so josh you go first Josh on Instagram, Josh underscore Lux. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, IG and Twitter, Rush from Mars, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Leroy da Silva on everything. I put my governments on the socials. Uh, Leroy da Silva is the website, and then if you're looking for the music, it's Royos R O Y O S Spotify, yeah. Apple, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, have you guys got anything you want to shout out? I mean, we shouted out Too Big to Fail like 20 times in the podcast, <laughs> but yeah, Too Big to Fail is now out. Um, you can go stream on all of those places that you just mentioned. What about you guys? Anything to shout out? Yeah, uh, deluxe underscore official. Mm-hmm. Uh, plotting. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. 
Um, well, thank you guys. Um, you can find me on social media at Rianne Waters, R-I-A-N-N-E-W-A-L-T-E-R-S. Um, mm. Or you can find us at the social saint podcast um on insta so make sure you follow us guys because there are going to be some interesting stuff coming up um really really exciting stuff coming up on that page so just make sure you go and follow the social saint page but thank you guys for listening bye mm-hmm. Whoosh.